Hi, everyone. It's Mitch from PickDogs.com. I'm here with Chris and Brian here with your live show. We're live seven days a week, 365 days a year. Welcome. So yesterday I said the Braves would smash the Phillies. Brian took the Phillies. Got me on that one. I think we're about even on these things. Um, for some reason. Yeah, I, probably, I probably could pick another game on here where you got me on it. Yeah. And yeah. the thing is, like, for some reason, you know, there's the trolls in the YouTube comments. There's this guy in Canada, Kevin McKechie or something like that, who thinks that for some reason when I'm right, it doesn't count. And when you're right, I deserve to get beaten up by him in the YouTube <laughs> comments and that it's okay and I should just leave his comments trashing me. And, and that's what full transparency means. I always thought full transparency was, you know, showing your actual record, um, a record of your picks and, you know, um, kind of showing up win or lose, right? Isn't that kind of full transparency? Or does that mean, does full transparency mean that you're allowed to let the trolls beat you up in the comments? Yeah. I... I I certainly don't go to other people's businesses and trash their business um, to their audience in front of them. I certainly don't. I trash, I trash them here in front of our audience. Well, I remember That's, you like Seattle and I like Texas yesterday. And that was a loser for me on the Rangers. Yeah. So. I mean, I think, I think we disagree on enough games over the course of a year that it probably, it probably even goes on runs one way or another. You know, it's like, we probably pick, um, let me see, 365 days a year. We probably pick, I don't know, 10 games a day minimum. We probably disagree on half of them. So, you know, 1,700 picks a year that we disagree on. <laughs> I mean, no, minimum. I can take a minimum. I can take a pass. Minimum. I guess we wouldn't disagree. Yeah, we could just take a pass two days in a row. <laughs> Those of you that have my yearly, weekly, and monthly packages and three-day packages especially would appreciate that. I'm sure. I don't understand the taking a pass. There's no nobility in taking a pass. It's called laziness. I think that if you can't find, if you can't find a pick on a day where there's 10 games, you're just too lazy. Because here's, here's the way that I look at it. Rufo will tell me if I'm wrong because that's the type of guy he is. You have side, the side, right? Total. Side and totals is 20 total. It's 20 right there. First five innings, first five innings total. So that's 40 right off the bat. Nerfy, 50. I don't know. There's 50 that I named. You can't find one pick. That you say, I would bet on this. Out of 50 games, you can't find, you don't think 2% of everything on the board is bettable? I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. Tough to win the world championship without putting a pick in. That's all I got to say. <laughs> well, you can't lose if you don't pick in it. But you can't, but you can't win either. I'm not in this to not lose. I'm in, the, I'm in it to win it. Did not win yesterday, I'll tell you that much. I had, I had my chances. You know, the, I had the Marlins, and they had second and third with nobody out in the seventh inning, down by two runs, and struck out three guys in a row. And that was it for Castillo. He walked off the field. He waved goodbye to the crowd like he knew that was it for him in Cincinnati. And it was kind of like the way for him to go out, right? I mean, he struck out the side with guys in second and third. It was pretty amazing, actually. 
and you know it's is fitting for him um because i believe he will um i believe he will uh land somewhere else when all is said yep. and done for me, it was the Boston Red Sox uh, getting down early, coming back and taking a lead and then blowing it in the ninth inning. So that yeah, was my what loss. was with that? What was with that? And then I had the Cardinals, though. And I know, you know no one will say anything about that. right? Is that you you know, had the Cardinals money line, right? I had yeah, yeah. plus one and a half. Yeah. So. Plus two, two and change with Adam Wainwright pitching against Kevin Galsman. How perceptive. But you have the same type of scenario in Toronto today, kind of. Not that we didn't get into today's games yet, but it's not as good as yesterday with Wainwright, though. No, not as good as with Wainwright. Albert Pujols did not care what the odds were. The machine. Shelly, the machine, Levine. Better machine, Albert Pujols or Shelly, the machine, Levine. Ruffalo. Do you know Shelly? We can't hear you. But do you know Shelly the Machine Levine? No, I don't. That's why, I'm sorry. I'm saying Albert Pujols probably for me. Oh, man. <laughs> do yourself a favor. After this show, okay. go to YouTube. Yeah. Google on YouTube. Search Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, Alec Baldwin scene. Okay. And I'm telling you, do that. That's your homework. Okay. Um, we'll talk about it tomorrow morning. Okay. I thought he was supposed to watch Breaking Bad. Well, that's yeah, that's a, that's his that, other yeah. list. I mean, this is <laughs> that, that's my year-end assignment. All right. This is the short is it, list. This is the easy one. Um, that scene from Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, um, is one of the all-time. Baldwin's only in the movie for for that scene, and it's probably five to ten minutes max. And um, so Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross has Baldwin, Spacey, Al Pacino. Jack Lemon, it's like an all-star cast. Alan Arkin, it is an all-star cast. And um, Alec Baldwin has this great scene, and it's just like they're doing a sales contest. First prize. is a Cadillac. Second place, set of steak knives. Third place, you're fired. And it's like, <laughs> put that coffee down. Coffee is for closers. <laughs> like it is it is awesome. It is you all will love it. You see this watch? It costs more than your house. <laughs> What's my name? Oh, I can't even say it on here. Blank you. That's my name. <laughs> start using that. Oh, it's it, you're gonna you're gonna watch this scene. You're gonna be like, oh my god. It's the best, but you got to watch Breaking Bad. It was an odd Better Call Saul this week, right, Brian? Yeah, it was. I was trying to figure out what, every, what was going on. There. Every show like this, right? Um, uh, what's the soccer guy? Um, the coach? The, the one Ted Lasso? Who, Ted Lasso always has an episode like this. It was the one this year. It was the one where they were kind of like, he was kind of like lost. Not Ted Lasso, but the assistant coach. Lost, like, and he ends up in some club, right? Like walking the streets, remember that one? There was like a full episode where it's just like he's lost walking the streets with like two of these two of the other guys from the team. He ends up at this underground club, dancing, and it's like that was the whole show. And um, for Better Call Saul, last year it was the one where he was lost in the desert, 
Mm. Right. Yeah, that was a much better episode. Yeah. Though. Oh yeah. It was, but it's <laughs> they always have an episode like that where it's kind of like out of the blue, like an out of the blue, really doesn't seem relevant to the whole rest of the story, right? Yep. I'm just trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Yeah, me too. But <laughs> it all ties together. It will all tie together yep. at some point yep. because obviously this guy knows who he is, and they're from you know from Albuquerque, right? So yep. it's like they're connected in some way. And then, you know, there's three episodes left. And I guess, uh, you know, they say that, um, you know, Brian Cranston and uh, will, be in, will be in this. Too. Well, he referenced him in this last episode. Yeah. So. so should be interesting. I'm looking forward to, to it. The, yeah, me too. It's three more episodes. Really one of the all-time great shows, I would have yep. to say. It's up there. Without a doubt. You know, I'd say it's in that, you know. Breaking Bad, Sopranos, Discussion, you know? This one is yep. in there. Mad Men, I think, is in there. Um, just a handful of shows like this. But, you know, once in a while, Seinfeld, right? These are like the holy grail of shows. Rufo, of course, took, this, took a pass on those. <laughs> anyway, speaking of taking a pass, we got 10 games today, and uh, we will cover them all here on our show, as we always do. Let's get to the picks. Um, I know people get sick of. Well, we could just come on and say we're taking a pass and then sign off. Let's take a pass today. I'm taking a pass. Taking a pass. Marlins and the Reds. Graham, kiss my Ashcraft on the mound. Got uh, Brian Bittler's um, had a falling out with Jordan Lyles. He got good. Up against uh, Tampa Bay Rays. I didn't give up on Jordan Lyles. Gave up. He started. He had a winning record. You gave up on him. It's like I don't think so. it's like your ERA drops below five point seven. I'm you're out of the Bittler rotation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get Kikuchi back in this first. <laughs> it's like Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's like Brian's agent's got to call into Kikuchi. It's like we got room for you. <laughs> we got space for you reserved. And then Jameis Italian, who used to be in Bittler, is also in you know a Bittler guy now. Uh, you know he's a minus two thirty guy up against Brady Singer and the Royals who I have to say as bad as the Royals are they're not quitters right it's like we can we can badmouth the Royals for you know for the quality of play but they're not quitters you know by any stretch of the imagination um, they hurt me yesterday as well that was my other premium loss Chris what do you think of these <laughs> This is the, this Yankee series is totally for convenience so that they don't have to fly out of Andrew Benintendi. You can just walk his stuff over to the Yankees after he's done. But um, I'm going to take the Royals in this one. I I, I don't see Jamison Tyone as a minus two thirty five pitcher. And uh, Brady Singer, the, the Royals have won his last four starts. He's been their best shot at a win more often than not over the last couple months. And uh, I think if the, if the Royals are going to win one. To me, it seems like it's probably here. So I'll go with the Kansas City Royals in that one. Um, I'll also go with uh, Cincinnati. Uh, uh, Graham Ashcraft, he's been better at home. He has been rocked in, in a couple of his last few road starts, or so, sorry, home starts. But uh, the Marlins just aren't scoring enough to, to be able to contend with the Reds right now. And I think Ashcraft being able to throw 100 with regularity will be able to keep this uh, Marlins lineup at bay and uh, get the Reds a win here. Yeah, for me in this time slot here, I, I agree with Chris, but I'm going to wuss out and take the plus one and a half with the KC Royals. I think Singer's had, he's had a nice run of uh, quality starts three in a row for Brady. I think he gets another one today. Jamison Tyone way overpriced. 
I just think uh, this Yankee team's not playing the best baseball recently. Uh, I think it's a one-run game. Take the Royals plus one and a half, and then out of the other two games, I'm going to stick with the Baltimore Orioles. I'm a little worried because more people are betting them now. Oh, yeah, they're losing a little bit of value, but uh, Yarborough hasn't been very good with Tampa. Jordan Lyles, I think he's had two off starts in a row. I think he's due to get back on track. I'll take Baltimore early. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on the uh, losing value stuff with the Orioles, but there's still value in winners, you know, a team that wins. There's always value. I think I'd rather have the Orioles at minus 120 than at minus 220. Um, that's for sure. But, you know, it's the Tampa Bay Rays a team that's, you know, eight games over 500, you know, that you're laying odds against. So, But under 500 on the road. Yeah, four under, games five, under. under 500 on the road. And then Brady Singer against Italian. Yeah, I'm going to fade the Yankees as often as possible. 33 games over 500. It projects them to 110 wins now. So we are, we have seen a regression, you know, as to in the Yankee like progression on the pace that they're on in 4 and 6 in their last 10 games. I'm going to take the Royals here, who are also 4 and 6 in their last 10. It's like the Royals 4 and 6 is just better than the Yankees 4 and 6, isn't it? We got the Pirates taking on the Phillies. And speaking of Kikuchi, rock and roll Kikuchi coup up against the Detroit Tigers. Chris? Yeah, you know, I, I like the under in this Pirates and Phillies game. You know, Zach Wheeler, he's starting to shape into the ace of the Phillies rotation, at least based on his play over the last couple months after a, uh, a rough start to the year. But I think he'll be able to hold down this Pirates lineup. But I don't expect... Uh, the Phillies to do much damage off of Zach Thompson either. Everybody's talking about Jose Quintana and for good reason because he's the guy that's likely going to move at the deadline. But Zach Thompson has been a pitcher that's rarely given up more than two runs in a start. I think this one's first to four wins kind of game, so give me the under in that one. And I'm going to lean towards the over in the uh, Tigers-Blue Jays. The Tigers hit lefties better than, than they do against righties, and I don't trust Kikuchi off of the injured list. He wasn't very good before he went on the injured list, but I also expect Toronto to bounce back as well. So give me the over in that one. Brian? Yeah, yeah for me in this, uh, this slot, I think the best value here is taking the Detroit Tigers plus one and a half. The Tigers have the fourth best bullpen area in baseball. And to me, I think it's going to be a bullpen game because I think Alexander will be out after three or so. I just think minus 220 for Kikuchi, he's way overpriced. I think mean, the Tigers can keep it with it. One on the road, the Tigers on the run line. Uh, what are they? Shut down my notes. Anyway, I like the Tigers plus one and a half here. I think they keep it close. I'm going to continue to fade the Philadelphia Phillies. I know it didn't work out for me yesterday, but it has worked out tremendously well since the All-Star break and um, before then. Um, the Phillies are underachievers and you know are lazy and, you know, couple other things that we could mention but on top of that it's like if they're given the opportunity to look lazy and to have an excuse to kind of be disinterested in a game well they will take full advantage of that every single time that they can and just play the part and uh, I look for them to play the part here Zach Wheeler's been disappointing his last few outings Um, I just I think if uh, I minus 200 I'm seeing out there on him I want to know about I got to stick up for Wheeler. I don't know about disappointing. I mean, he had that start where he gave up six runs, but if you take that out of the equation, seven innings, one run, seven innings, no runs, seven innings, no runs. So I don't know. But I think See, Zach Thompson's underrated. 
Yeah, but Wheeler, you know, last time out, his team lost. The team bef- the game before that, his team lost. So they don't get run production for yeah, him. Yeah, well, that's, you know, that's, that's what it is when you're a number one or number two pitcher. You're going to have to face off against number one or two pitchers. And he's just, he's the lesser of the twos and the lesser of the ones, you know, and that's the issue here for him. You know, when you're in that rotation with Kyle Gibson, you know, the expectations are Gibson just a little higher. Gibson didn't pitch that bad. That's true. Just a little, the expectation is just a little higher. And uh, if you want to take Kikuchi at minus 225, <laughs> good luck to you. I'm taking Tyler Alexander and the Detroit freaking Tigers. Three and seven and a horrific 16 and 32 on the road. You know, this. I know Toronto's eight and two in their last 10, but this is the same team that really fell flat on their face. And most of that was on the road, you know, and they had a horrific losing streak. They have come out of it, and they're playing well, but this team is so overrated. I would say that of the teams that are, that are probably going to make the playoffs, I think you could put a firm circle around the Blue Jays that I won't bet them in the playoffs one game. Not once. I don't care who they're playing. Who would you take, Brian, Seattle or Toronto? Oh, Seattle. Exactly. Well, what, let's say Toronto's at home playing the Yankees, and Toronto's got... Gausman going. Uh, and Goldschmidt and Arenado aren't playing. Um, I mean, that's that's the only game that they win. And even that, they couldn't win. You know, they couldn't even win with that. So it's like, this team is not not a good team. You know, they're not good enough. Not good Maybe enough. they'll make a move. At the they will line. make a move. They are always movers. Toronto, the teams that always make a move. Toronto, Houston. These are the teams that make the moves. Always. Toronto makes big moves. Houston makes big moves. Roger Clemens, Ricky Henderson, um, Toronto big moves. They do make big moves. They make big moves. Robbie Ray. Hinjin Ryu. Jose Barrios last year, right, at the trade deadline. I mean, they make the Barrios was the guy. He was the he was the he was the Soto Otani last year. He ended up here in Toronto. Where he joins George Springer as a mound of disappointment. I mean, I that was the that was the Maple Leaf wine. That wasn't even a Blue Jay uh, <laughs> sigh of disgust. It, that was a pure. Uh, because I can't disagree with any of it. Because well, I mean, George Springer, he hasn't been able to stay healthy. But I mean, sometimes when he when he is healthy, he does have glimpses of the good George Springer, but. It's not consistent. That's what they need. But I think they're going to go out. I think they're going to make a move for Luis Castillo. I really do. I think that's the kind of mid-level start. And they need to get bullpen help, too. So, Outside of that, a great bunch of guys. Who do you, who do you, what are you selling today? Uh, I got uh, my $15 pickoff play. Had to settle for a push yesterday, but I'm going for the win today. I got that play. I also have my uh, throw-em-out Thursday three-pack, that $15 play included in the three-pack for a total of uh, three plays for 40 bucks at Pick Dogs Premium. Also, make sure you check out Christmas in July. Three days left to take advantage of those long-term discounts. No one gets taken advantage of more than Ruffalo. Brian. Absolutely. What about me? I get taken advantage of, damn it. Uh, anyway, 
five of the last seven days. I want to give. I want to be taken advantage. Only Brian would be proud of that. Yeah. <laughs> Since coming back from the All Star game, I've had profitable days in five of seven. Yesterday, I hit a, a one and two uh, stumbling block. But you can get my best bet for fifteen dollars by titanium play. Really love this play. Small card, but a strong one. And for uh, the last Christmas in July special for me, I got my preseason NFL pass up there for just fifty dollars. Usually do between ten and fourteen NFL preseason plays. So that breaks down to about four dollars a play so you know make sure you check it out it'll be available for what three days yet i'm gonna run my i got my christmas in july yearly for uh 9.95 but i'm gonna run from from now until the end of the year for 500 bucks i'm gonna put that up today um just get all my plays from now to the end of the year. It'll include the NFL, any baseball, college basketball, NBA basketball. Of course, you won't get the playoffs or the Super Bowl or anything like that. But um, you get pretty solid deal, half a year, 500 bucks. Get um, August, September, October, November, December. So five months, 500 bucks, 100 bucks a month for the, for the you know, you get the, some of the big boys in there. You don't get March Madness. You don't get, you know, you don't get. The playoffs, you don't get your pass and be done. You don't get the NHL, you know. But I also haven't got have my fifteen dollar big play. Um. Anyways, we talked about the Marlins Reds game already. So have to catch the replay. Anyways, got the Dead Sox up against the Guardians of the Galaxy. And then the best series of the weekend, at least today, Houston Mariners. Chris? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with a bit of a same game parlay for that Seattle game. I'm going to go with the under eight parlayed up with the uh, Seattle Mariners plus one and a half. I just envision it being a low scoring one run game, kind of like a three to two, maybe even four to three kind of game. But, uh, you know, Logan Gilbert pitches better on the road. Jose Urquidy does pitch well at home, but I just really like what I'm seeing from uh, Logan Gilbert, and I think that's where the value is going to be in this one. So the, I'll go with that same game parlay. Seattle plus one and a half in the under eight. Well, for me in that time frame, me and Chris are pretty much simpatico. Uh, I'm going to wuss out a little bit. I'm going to take the Seattle Mariners plus one and a half. It's a little juicy, but this team loves to play close one-run games, and I love Logan Gilbert on the mound. Seattle has struggled at Houston, uh, but with Gilbert on the mound, 277 ERA and a 1.13 whip, I, I like this guy's stuff. I think Seattle has a good chance to win, but I think it's safer to take them plus one and a half. I like him on the money line for uh, Logan Gilbert. I think that um, Seattle, you know, the the beating they took at home against the Astros last weekend, I think, you know, they get a revenge. We see this all the time between first and second place teams where the first place team will go into the second place team stadium and bust them up and then it comes back the following weekend and it goes the exact other way and I think that the way the Astros are coming into this one and catching them um you know here um you know before tomorrow's big one that you know tomorrow's the big one in this series so um Logan Gilbert kind of gets a, a favorable matchup here instead of catching Verlander had you know tomorrow he catches their quitty today and then, you know, it's Verlander against Robbie Ray tomorrow. I, it was, I was watching the Seattle game, and Logan Gilbert's actually a pretty funny guy. He was, um, like, 
they're doing some car promotion or something and he's driving the car and the reporter is sitting in the passenger seat and basically Gilbert is sitting in the back seat driving the car you know he's like he's he's super tall you know so it's like he's sitting in the back seat like almost of the back seat like the it's back as far as it can possibly go with it like lean back you know He's like, yeah, I'm used to sitting in the back seat when driving a car. <laughs> it's funny, you know. Anyways, I think he's in the dri- I think he's in the driver's seat in this one. I've never been in the back seat. Nope. I'm gonna guess you haven't been. It was it was a th- <laughs> Brian was the designated driver on prom Although night. Although it is fun to get <laughs> driven around. If I had a car service, you know, that would be neat to be in the. Back. <laughs> All right. I'm ready for the next slot. Brian's <laughs> like, Belvedere, where's my monocle? <laughs> Belvedere, where's my slot? <laughs> Jeez. Anyways, we got, the, uh, we got the Rockies and the Dodgers. We all know how the Dodgers play in Colorado. <laughs> I mean, pretty much we've been down this road before. It could be the farewell game for Shohei um, at home against the Rangers more than likely is the way things are talking now, especially with Mike Trout's career in jeopardy. And then uh, the Chicago Cubs looked very, very good to start the all-star after the all-star break. The Giants have looked really bad, but, um, but there's a big, but here, and that is the Giants played all their games on the road. They played the Dodgers, the first four of those on the road. Then they played, um, you know, the Dimebacks, who played pretty well. And the Cubs were home against the Pirates. So a little bit different story here. And also in Philadelphia against I mean, the Quitters. The Quitters of Quitters. Yeah, but are they going to lose eight games in a row? Yep. So Justin Steele. You just love Justin Steele. You love I do. Him. I, know I you think do. that's one of you the You and Romanelli are just, like, Cubs. enamored with this guy. Well, he is a good fit. Yeah. You know, what can you say? His fit I, is, I, think you're, I think you're checking out something else uh, <laughs> closer to the hip than the FIP. Anyways, Chris, what do you think of these three? <laughs> uh, you know, I'm going to lean towards the Texas Rangers plus one and a half. I, I know Shohei Otani has been the really the only option for the Angels to get a win on the mound in the, uh, in the last month and a half, but... Uh, I'm just not up to paying minus 220 for the for the Angels or even chasing a run line. I think the Texas Rangers have those bats that are fully capable of getting to Otani, you know, Corey Seager, Marcus Simeon. And Spencer Howard hasn't been terrible. I think he's capable enough to, to help the Rangers stay in this one. So give me the Texas Rangers plus one and a half. I'm going to go with the under eight between the, uh, the Cubs and uh, Giants. You know, Alex Wood. One of the more unlucky pitchers by a lot of the metrics in baseball to this season. And uh, Justin Steele, he's been one of the more consistent options for the Cubs. So I think it's just going to be a low-scoring game. I think neither side's going to want to give up an inch. And uh, I think it's a 3-2 game, whichever way you have it going. So give me the under in that one. I think you're a dumbass. Anyways, yeah, uh, that's what I think. <laughs> Spencer Howard's not bad, <laughs> number one. And then number two, it's like two teams that He's pummel not. left-handed pitching. It's like, I'll take the under. And two lefties going, I mean, both these teams just absolutely crushing lefties. And, and the, Cubs like, are, the Cubs are, are more than capable of putting up a clunker. We've seen it. I'm not banking on this hot streak from the Cubs. And the, the Giants, yeah, they lost all their games on the road, but I need to see them turn it around before 
How about when Otani knocks walks off? What are you gonna do when Otani walks off the mound in the third inning of that Angels game and they fucking and they put it up on the board that he's been traded to the Giants? What do you think that's gonna do? Because that's, <laughs> that's what that's be that is a that is a very big possibility. I think he's going to the Giants. I might be wrong. You know, a lot of people say New York. You know, it's a possibility, but. Um, I think that uh, I think the Giants are a great fit for him, and it's like they're okay. at, it's out of the division, it's out of the league, it's out of everything. You know, it's like you're not trading him to the Yankees, you're not trading him to the Mets or something. It's like this is. Uh... Yep. All right, if it's my turn in this slot, I think this is the strongest slot on the board. Boy, I don't even know where to start. I think uh, easily the Rockies plus one and a half could have been a premium play for me. We've seen, we just seen this series a few weeks ago. I think the Rockies have every chance to win this game, but plus one and a half here, plus money, uh, count me in. I'll take the Texas Rangers uh, plus one and a half against the Angels. I think everybody will be making love to Otani at minus one and a half. Spencer Howard stinks, but... I just think uh, this game turns into a shootout when Otani gets pulled early, and uh, I'll take the Rangers plus the one and a half, and the Chicago Cubs. I'll take them on the money line. They're, you know, they're playing good baseball. Winners of uh, what six straight Giants, losers of seven straight. Justin Steele, six of the last seven starts have been uh, strong starts. And you compare, he's going again up against Wood. I'll take the Cubbies on the road here. What's it like um, making love to Otani since you seem to be <laughs> familiar with the term? Well, I mean, Who you seem to have experience this, in this area. This, since, this Angels since you, brought, just, I mean, you brought it up, not me. The Angels are brutal at minus 220. I don't care that they won the last two games. Who cares? And they got that news about Trout today. Maybe they're feeling down. I don't know. We'll see. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think they should be minus two twenty to anybody. I don't care if Call uh, me. Babe Ruth is out there pitching. Call me. Should <laughs> pull up the lighter. <laughs> Do start doing lounge act. Call me. Be afraid to just call me. <laughs> it's like songs you've heard at a bad wedding. My wife's giving me the look. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, I, I like the Angels also. I think Shohei puts on a show here to say goodbye to the home folks. I think you, I think we see his most dominant performance of the season. I think a potential one hitter, no hitter. 20 strikeouts. It's going to be something special here when he says thank you to the people of Los Angeles for supporting him, launching his career, setting his way on. What does Otani get, you know, as far as a salary, um, you know, when he renegotiates next year? I would say at least 45 million here. Yeah, it's going to be 40 to 45 million. It's got to be. The market value is 51 million, is what they put it out there as. Is it going to be Soto money? No, he's, he's way more than worth way more. Yeah, than he Soto. can pitch. He's a he's a Cy Young. He has he has pitching he has pitching numbers that are better than like these you know than like Scherzer you know who makes you know 43 million. He has better pitching numbers than him. He has betting pitch better pitching numbers than Cole who makes thirty five million. So he has better numbers than them. And then hitting wise, he has better numbers than like Greg Olson that makes like twenty five million. So. Yeah. I mean, he is worth, think, you know, it, essentially he's worth 
55 to 60 million dollars <laughs> just like a year is what he's worth yeah i know I it's crazy I, but that I is I, that I, is I what he's worth this. I thought of the Soto number and then forgot about the fact that they offered him 15 years, sort of broke down to, what, $30 million a year? Yeah, but so. even then, though, you know, Otani is worth that as a hitter. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, as a pitcher, he's worth another 30, 30 to 35. He's not going to get that, you know, but still, you got to figure he's going to get 40. Got to. I think he has a big, big, big one here. Kind of like Castillo did yesterday. I think um, you're true. I don't think so. I also love the Rockies with you guys. The Dodgers just go to Coors and they go there to die. The Dodgers go to Coors to die. That's what they do. Why do they die at Coors so much? Thin air, they can't breathe. One and four in their last five in Colorado. But they have dominated the Rockies overall. You know what time it is. It's time for a good old-fashioned parlay. We're not passing. We're parlaying. I love my parlay today. Take the Seattle Mariners plus one and a half, the Colorado Rockies plus one and a half, and then the best team in Chicago on the money line, the Cubs. I'm going to take the Cincinnati Reds on the money line. I'll take the under eight between the Mariners and Astros, and I'll take the Kansas uh, Kansas City Royals. I'm going to go with the Kiss My Ashcraft, go with him with uh, Brady Singer, since I'm singing today. We're, both sing- we're all singing. And then we're going to parlay it with the Pirates on the reverse run line against Zach Wheeler. Anyways, thanks everyone for joining us. Make it a winning day. We appreciate each and every one of you guys make my morning special thank you for joining us thanks chris and brian for being part of it be sure to take advantage of christmas in july it doesn't last forever it only lasts through july i'm going to put up that special um in just a couple minutes as well end of the year three days five bills that's a steal stealing money how many plays do you get a day A, a a truckload well, during the college football season, you're doing like 12, 12 plays on a Saturday. So. I could, it could even be more if the card calls for it. I don't know. Is LSU playing Western Kentucky this year? You know, I get out of control when I start putting seven packs up there. So that's when I start going crazy. Brian's going crazy. <laughs> that never ends well. There's usually a three and four day when I do a seven. It's the way the cookie crumbles. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Rufalo, stop drooling over the cookies. Have a great day.